Welcome to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. I'm Carrie Ferris, and this is my VO journey. All right, welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. I'm Linda Bruno, doing a little bit of a different type of approach uh, this time by speaking to actual students and folks working in the industry that maybe have only been in the industry for a year, two years. Um, I want to hear about your voiceover journey. So with me today, the lovely Carrie Ferris. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so blessed just to be talking to you. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you coming on because I think that anything we can share, you know, of our personal experiences with others is always helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, and maybe we'll give that other person a little, um, I don't know, push of motivation so they know they're not alone Definitely. in this world of doing VO. So first off, where are you located? I'm in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Now, yeah. have you been in, there your whole life or where are you, where I are you was, from? I was born and raised in Austin and went to school out of state, came back, got married, moved to Houston move back to Austin because, you know, it's the greatest place in the world. <laughs> why, why do you think that? It's beautiful and I don't like cold weather. <laughs> yeah, it's But Austin in particular, thousand. Austin in particular though, right? Like you like Austin better than Houston? Oh yeah, that's why I came back. Houston's great for shopping and eating, but our lifestyle, we like to be outside. We like to fish and run and have fun. So, and all my family's here. So I had to get back. To my you have a pretty big family too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have how many kids? You have? I have five kids. <laughs> They're so all that's from my the same first person. Question. Not that that matters, but I get that question <laughs> all the time. Do you really? Oh my gosh! And then the qu- other question is: Are they twins or triplets? I'm like, they're all separate <laughs> births. Okay. Yeah. What was that? What you guys you planned on having a lot of kids? Um, my my husband wanted three. He was good with three. So we have four. And then, whoops, <laughs> it was meant to be five. So there's my first question for you. You have a lot going on in your life. I do. Okay, let me backtrack. So when did you start and think, I think I want to do voiceovers like full time. I want this to be my thing. It was a year and a half ago that I said I'm going to do it full time. But it was two years ago that it was dropped you know, in my mind, in my life, my journey. And how did that happen? What, what was that for you? Well, looking back, my first job out of college was at a radio station in 96.7. Do you remember KHFI mm-hmm. FM? I don't, and, but <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that because you're a Texas girl from around here that you might know and in radio. But so I loved it. But then, you know, when we started our family, there's no way I could have carved out time for that. And mm-hmm. then you had to go to studios and and travel. And so I really just, I hate to say, I just moved my life towards my kids. And during that time, I always had to have a job. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I work out. I was an athlete. So I started working out, started doing meditations. People would say, can you video a workout or video, you, you know, record your meditations? And so it kind of went from there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, one after the other. And then I'd say, oh, you know, this equipment, this mic, let's test this out. And I noticed that 
I didn't think that, oh, I have such a beautiful voice. I knew I had a unique, a quirky voice because we like to have mm-hmm. fun and play around with our voices mm-hmm. and, you know, imitate um, different animated animations or characters. And, and so it's just fun and it gives me joy. And so it was just step by step. Then when I learned about VO and mm-hmm. what it was and going into it, I wanted to learn everything about it. I wanted to learn the good and the bad and the hard. And the first thing I learned, you better love it because it's going to be hard. You've got to put in the work. When did you start to realize that it was going to be so hard? Well, before I got on one of the big play-to-place, you know, pay-to-play web- mm-hmm. websites, I did a lot of research, talked to people, looked at a lot of YouTube um, other VOs, coaches, just tidbit, you know, little bits that I could get. Mm-hmm. All of them said, you've got to, you know, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. You've got to put in your auditions. This is, you've got to set goals every day, weekly, monthly, mm-hmm. you know, and really, you know, for, it's such a creative outlet, you know, right brain, but you also right. have to have the left brain with business, yes. <laughs> marketing, all this stuff. And when I first realized, oh boy, this is going to be a lot harder and longer than I thought, when I realized I don't know what my brand is. Mm-hmm. You know, because at first I'm auditioning for everything that comes across my desk because sure, I don't know what I'm going to get hired for. Mm-hmm. And then you just, I threw myself out there, tried everything I could, and then realized I need a coach. I so you had not had any coaching at that point? Just coaching that I was listening to podcasts, watching mm-hmm. on YouTube, but I hadn't hired a coach at that point and said, you're my coach, let's meet. And that was my... Go ahead. Once you make that commitment, it's like saying, okay, I'm really going to put... As opposed to like, I'm not saying you did this, but if we don't get... Okay, we'll, we'll equate it to working out. You know, and if you say, you know what, I think I want to drop 20 pounds and I want to gain, you know, muscle... Maybe hire a trainer. When you hire that trainer, it's like you're making that commitment that says, okay, I'm going to invest in my health in this situation. Mm-hmm. So hiring a coach, and I'm not saying that because I'm a coach, but it's just true. It's like signaling, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. This means something to me enough where I'm going to open my wallet and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Like you got to get over imposter syndrome because once you invest in yourself that way, and you put your energy and your money into that coach, it changes things. It changes things inside you too. Like, mm-hmm. I am going to do this. I'm worth doing this. I can do this. You know, it's so just when getting did, past the nose. When did you experience the imposter syndrome? When did that happen for you? Or is oh, it still gosh. happening? I think I'm. I think I'm over that because once you get hired, one time you're thinking, I can do this. There's one person <laughs> that's going to hire me. That I, likes me. <laughs> it may be 200 more auditions, but that per- there's going to mm-hmm. be another person. And just keep believing and keep going. And sometimes, you know, I have bad days. I get down. But sure. I think I go back and I look. I listen to the auditions that I've gotten hired for or the jobs, or whatever it is. And I say, those are the jobs that I've gotten. I'm going to get another job. 
But I got to keep going. But it takes a bit to get to that. Mm -hmm. Because like how many auditions do you think you submitted before you booked a, a quality job that you thought, okay? Well, what's funny is the second week that I was on one of those pay to plays, I had auditioned for an audio book. I didn't get the job in, for two months later because it was mm. when they contacted me. So that was exciting to look back and rare, you know, mm -hmm. probably doesn't happen all the time. But it took me months to, you know, get a call back and get that mm -hmm. job. And so I just realized, you know, I've got to just work on my craft and keep figuring out where I fit in. Because you as my coach is a witness that my voice is different. Yeah, you're it's, very unique. And so there's that, oh, I sound like everybody else, you know, and I can tweak that and get better and play, you know, in this league. Mm -hmm. But you have to be realistic with your voice. Like, can I compete in that arena? Mm -hmm. Or can I compete over here in this one that's just as great, you know? Right. So you're releasing certain, I guess, idea, you know, Ideals, ideas yeah, you of think. what you thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you, set, when you set out initially into this career as to where you would fit. I think so. Uh-huh. And I know when I started, I had to find out what my sound was by the auditioning as well. Because I didn't know. I didn't know any of it. I just knew I love to do voiceover and, and I really like doing commercials or whatever. And then it was whatever I started booking started to give me that signal of, okay, this is a good lane for you. You know, you fit with that. Your voice fits in that. Um, and then that's, you know, part of it too is that trial and error and just sometimes just throwing it out there to see if you get any feedback. But it is tough. Pay to plays have a lot of people on there doing the exact same thing. No, oh, I know. Right. And it's you hard know. not to get it in your head. But one of the things that I love that you taught me was, let's go find a voice that sounds like you. Mm -hmm. Let's go find that, see what they're doing, see their style. Just listen to it. See if it you know, resonates with you. Not that I want to be her. I want to be me. But there's something, there's a secret sauce in there. Mm -hmm. she has and what is it and that has helped so much I mean finding that person that you admire and maybe their path is fantastic but you know never worry that you're copying them because it's still you you right. are putting your your performance on something they may inspire you heck we've yeah. all been inspired by you know some people that are going into animation are inspired by all the animated you know animated voice actors and it's great. You get that inspiration. It gives you that push. And then sometimes if you can try to not model yourself, but I, I did it when I was younger, too. I would watch TV and I would listen to a voice and go, oh, I want to sound like that. And so I would I would practice it and try to emulate that. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just got to yeah. <laughs> find the right wheel. <laughs> and then play because that's what you're doing. You're mm -hmm. playing. And that this doing this is giving me so much joy. I know it sounds kind of oh, a little creepy, but no. I've told you, it's like I have sat in here and literally cried because I'm having so much fun. It's such a release. It gives me so much joy, you know? So how are you balancing everything? Because you have a, a big family life. 
are you still working too? Like doing, are you still doing yoga? Are you still doing? Well, I scaled that way down. I only teach a couple of classes a week just to keep myself out there and just do something a little different, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but having, you know, a big family is really hard. And that's the other thing I've, I've hired a business coach before and that mm -hmm. was that was very helpful. They have modules um, that help me learn about the business, about setting goals. And That's great. So I set these goals, and you know, if there's a day that I can't meet it, I'm I give myself grace. You know, mm -hmm. so I have a schedule. Obviously, during the school year, it's a lot easier. Mm -hmm. You know, in the summer, I've found like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to manage this? But I've got <laughs> I don't like set schedules like that, but I've really had to set a schedule. Mm -hmm. I do just get if I have if I say I'm going to get 10 auditions a day because I don't have a job that I'm working on, on that day or I'm not marketing or whatever. And I don't meet that 10. You know, I just tell myself I got eight in, you know, mm, I did yes. the best that I could. And I just That's did great. eight more that got me closer to the next job. That's a fantastic attitude. Well, if I don't, you know what happens? We get that thought. And mm -hmm. I've noticed from experience from my life, I capture that thought. And then that thought leads me to another negative thought. And another one and another one. Yes. The next thing you know, I'm a ball of mess. And mm -hmm. figured out that I'm going to quit and everything else. Like, And then when I snap out of it, I look back and think, look, I just wasted all of that time for what? It's just, but it's difficult. You know, do you do anything in particular to, to change your mood, to get you motivated again? Well, I know for my mental health, 100% that I get up every morning and I do visualization. Oh, good for you. People would say I was religious. I wouldn't say I was religious. I'm spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so right when I wake up, right when I'm waking up, I just start visualizing my day and just releasing any negativity and just trying to set my mind for the day. And then I also know that I need to exercise. Mm -hmm. I have to. And we've talked about this a lot. People say, oh, where do you obsess? No, I need to do it for my inter inner self, my being, yeah. you know, because if I can do that and get my day started, every time my day is better than if I start out dragging my knuckles. And sometimes yeah. I want to and I have to mm -hmm. fight it. Yes. But what is it? The rule, the five second rule, like when you're procrastinating. I always think of the five-second rule when you th food falls on the floor, if you can eat it or not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't remember her. What's her name? She came out with a book. And she's amazing. I don't remember her name. Some self-motivator lady. And five-second rule. <laughs> What's that? You're sitting there. Say it's you just don't want to get up and do whatever you do. You just go five, four, three, two, one, and go. I know it, it sounds silly because mm -hmm. when but she it said it, <laughs> whatever, girl, you need to <laughs> get my ass off the couch <laughs> just by counting down. And she was like, just try it. Because then after a couple of times that you do take that action right after you count down, you do it. 
Why do you think that is, though? What's the well, how does that work? Because I could a, just see myself staying on the couch. Yeah, like talking to yourself <laughs> at one, going, mm, I'll say five, four, three, two, one again, and again, and again. And it's like three so hours I'm, later. I'm genuinely curious. Like, so what do you what do you think it does to your brain to do that? Honestly, I think that it's like an accountability thing. That's why I listen mm. to podcasts. That's why I created my own community. Because as much as I love sitting in here and doing the work by myself, mm -hmm. I need VO community. You know, I need mm -hmm. people out there that I can run things across, bounce ideas. Did this ever happen to you? Oh, my gosh. Well, sure. where did I find that podcast? While I'm working out, I'm also listening and learning. And that motivates me as other people, other mm -hmm. VOs that have spoken my ear over and over and over again. You can do it. Keep at it. You're one of those people. I mean, it's you have to find those people because if you're sitting in here by yourself and then you have that thought, then you keep going down the thought train. Exactly. It, you got to set yourself up to win. So good. So well put as well. Thank you. Do, do you think that the is the audio book that you booked, you consider that your first job? It was my job? first job. So mm -hmm. when you had that job, did you was that like your aha moment that I can do this? Yes. That was it. Yes. When I got and booked it, for that job. And going through the job, going through the process, because when something's new, you just don't know where you're right. going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I hired a coach and she was a technical coach. Perfect for what it what I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. um, what are inflections? How to warm up? What is, you know, how to write the notes on the paper, on your yeah, script. Yeah, up your copy. Mm -hmm. The tiny little things that most VOs are like, everybody knows that. I didn't the even know that. Basics. You'd be surprised. Some people don't. You know, they jump in and they don't. And it's, you need to know that way you can be coached yeah. and understand what's happening. But that's good. You were learning the basics. Well, one point that I want to make about that, and we've talked about it before, I've never mentioned the very first coach that I did hire because she really wasn't a coach. I spent $800. I picked her because she was close in vicinity and I was just starting out and I thought, oh, it'd be close, you know, hometown girl, a studio close. I'm not reaching mm -hmm. out too far. There were supposed to be six sessions. She showed up for three. And what? that is it. She canceled on me so many times. And then finally, I just, I said, I can't, I'm just going to let her go. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. That's yeah. so unprofessional. They are out there. They're out there more than you know. And they're just looking for a way to make money because they're not making an MVO. Did she have an actual studio or what did, what was her? No, we met online and it was on or? her apartment balcony. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, so okay, so the three lessons that you did do, did you gain anything from her? Um, maybe how to warm up. 
like, like I said, the lady that I hired the second time that was my technical coach, she really went over that well. Wow. That's good. If I would have stuck to the way that I felt after the first coach, I wouldn't have kept doing VO because it gave oh, me man. a really, you know, bad, bad taste, taste in my mouth about that. Like, well, is the, this you, what this industry is? And it's not. If, They're just, you did three out of six, so she basically owes you 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that you're never going to see. Never. Never. But there's going to be, you know, you try things and not everything's going to work out. That's but right. it's an investment in your career. Yeah. There are things so that... Learning lesson there. And mm -hmm. so the, the next coach I got, I made sure that she was more of a technical coach, that she was a first-time work, never, no one's ever done this before, because that's what I needed. But mm -hmm. then... I did my business coaching and I learned marketing and all this. And then when I'm ready and realizing that I need a coach for like a brand to really pull this out. Like I said, I was doing podcast, listening to podcasts all the time. I found yours and I listened to your podcast for a year before I reached out and got a lesson because I wasn't going to do this again. Yeah. I'd gone through three demos, you know, a couple of coaches. A business coach. I, still I didn't realize you've brand. had three demos. Oh, yeah. I would have to recall. We've talked about it. And you've listened yeah. to them, too. The well, I mean, the, the, the one that you did before you came to us, that one I've heard, obviously. Yeah. But you, you had one. Oh, heard that's another right. one. You did okay. send me the other one, the one yeah. prior to that, too. So you yeah. have an, an additional? Yeah, there were. Or, I've sent them to you. It was a while back, though. <laughs> It w didn't impress you, obviously. Yeah, I thought, well, you know, but this is, these are the things we learn. And you're only going to learn by doing. Exactly. You know, exactly. you have to take those. And how are you going to know that this coach who was advertising herself, you know, locally to you was going to be a bust? You don't know. I know. I mean, these days now you can do more research, I guess. Were you not able to get read review did people do reviews on this person or well when when i looked her up all her reviews were on her website so all those okay. reviews are going to be raving i i was naive i was naive at the beginning and trusting and didn't research enough sure. but then i learned my lesson and i did yeah and spent the money where it was going to serve me instead mm -hmm. of not and no matter what, you've learned something from every experience regardless, even if it has been something that you feel like maybe you got the shaft on a little bit. Mm -hmm. You still learn something. Yeah, because if you know? you're in the communities, the Facebook communities or listening to podcasts, you will learn really quick that everyone yep. has a story and yep. everyone has their own path. And that's what is exciting to me is about supporting other VOs because... Mm -hmm. Their journey is never going to be yours, and yours is never going to be theirs. And I know. Let's just all be friends and encourage each other. And for the most part, all the VOs that I've met have been that way. That's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like about coaching the fact that I meet so many different people, and I love to hear their past, what, what they were doing, what. Just today, I have a new student that came in. And he's listening to the podcast now, so I'll say hi. Um, he was in the Navy, and he was on submarines. You oh, know, wow. and so hearing, yeah, it's like, whoa, it's completely, 
And he competes in strongman competitions. Stuff that like I would wow. never. Right. I know. I love it. I love hearing about other people's lives and their experiences and what they've done. Um, especially because a lot of a lot of people come mid some people come midlife because they think I want to try this as a new career and I want to get rid of the old. Totally cool. But I love that because, man, I see all the experiences and it's so different. I'm so used to voiceover for so long that I'm like, all right, yeah, we do this, we do that. But I like to hear I'm fascinated by somebody else's story. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when they use their voice, they're speaking from their experience. Mm -hmm. Right. And so since we all have different experiences, you could bring that script to a whole different level or a whole different way. Like you, like you always say, you know, on that second take or third take, you know, just do your thing or show what you've got, you know, because it'll set you apart. Sometimes, too, I find that when it comes to auditioning, um, the first time I read through it is usually my best take. And I think it's because I trust my instincts. And then I, I screw up when I start to do multiple takes beyond that. And then I go back and I go, well, that first take was really good. Now these later takes don't sound as good. And it's really about trusting and saying, you know what? Let me just, I read through it. I got the feel for it. Let me just go mm-hmm. and don't think about it so much. And that's a really difficult thing to do. That but, takes a lot of practice. Yeah. To read that thing off the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And But then it takes practice to have faith in yourself. Yeah to say either I'm right for this or I'm not yeah. and that's okay if I'm not yes because you know most of the time I'm not going to be there's a point that I want to make that I thought about this earlier and even wrote it down just to help people out there some green mm-hmm. jeans like me <laughs> <laughs> is so business coach says 10 a day I listen to other people they're saying 10 a day that's good then he comes back and says, it's really 30 a day. And you need what to get putting out auditions. Oh, 30 okay. Audition, number... 30 auditions a day. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, 30? He says, yes, you've got to get really good about turning it around and doing good. Sure. I tried that, Linda. And yeah. I didn't get... It's because it's not just a numbers <laughs> game, y'all. <laughs> you got to sound good. And the only way you're going to get 30 auditions in a day and sound good is if you are that experienced. Interesting. I mean, 30 a day and for it's your voice to sound and bring it where you need to bring it. That's I think talent. 10 a day is a lot. I 10 feel a 10 day? a day is, I think 10 a day is a lot. Yeah. I also think because there's so many other things you have to do for this business. Yeah. That... You know, there's got to be time as well carved out for the marketing, for the billing, for the hopefully collecting money. Yes. You know, but yeah, you're right. Because auditioning too, you're hopefully putting your heart and soul into every single one that can be very consuming and can be very consuming on you. Yeah. You know, because it's a little mini performance. Right. Every time you put one out. And then sometimes they say, well, it just depends on the, how old the VO video that I was watching, you know. But there are <laughs> some that are saying a 2023 two-day slate every audition. I do not slate one audition. And then I've had people say, you have to have that one second. No, half a second. No, this. So everyone has 
an idea of what they have an opinion, right? Yes. And you are going to form your own by what your own experience is. Exactly. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better. It's true. The whole slating thing. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule on it. I think it varies um, as well as do you give more than one take? I don't think there's a hard and fast rule on that either. I think if you do have something in you that you think you could bring, contribute a different style of read that may still fit into the parameters of what they asked for, then by all means, submit it with the original read. But otherwise, to me, once you have found what you think works and is going to work for this, sometimes you just got to go with that confidence and do it. As far as the slating goes, I mean, I usually follow the directions of what but you don't slate on pay to plays. They know who you are, right? Well, all right. So there's Gravy for the Brain, which I am a member of. I've took a mm-hmm. lot of their courses, all of them actually. And they will tell you, you have to slate every time. If I got on and you auditioned for me and you didn't slate, I'd throw it out. But huh. I have never experienced that anywhere through all the pay to plays separate you know, getting things separately. So I don't, I, don't th- I mean, the years that I was on the pay to plays, I never slated. Because mm-hmm. I just figured my name is attached to the audition. That's what I'm so saying. Yeah. Why? But I don't know, unless something has changed in regards to that. Oh, yeah. But now it's, I'm just saying, I think that that's what I believed at the beginning. And I don't believe that to be true anymore. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't slate unless it says slate your auditions please slate Mm -hmm. yeah and then the two takes so i've heard this so i'm just saying it it seems (laughs) obvious okay this seems obvious but i'm just saying because i've heard it is if you do two takes make the second take different yes don't give them the same exact take that they just heard because it's not going to make them like you anymore probably going to be like, well, they have no range. Right. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you don't have something different in you, then another, there are times when I will look at an audition and go, I don't see what else I could do with this Mm -hmm. other than what I just delivered. Then I don't do a second take and I take my chances. I did that yesterday and I thought those same things. I thought, well, I could do a second take, but it's going to sound and I could change the inflection, but then it's going to change everything about it. And it's really mm-hmm. not long enough. So I, w- I did that, too. I don't I'm looking back on some of the bigger jobs that I've booked. I don't think I submitted two takes. Really? Yeah. It's like you get picked because you're fitting in their mind what they feel is going to work. They're mm-hmm. not. You know, same as like I've I've mentioned this before on the podcast that I book a lot of jobs from my demo. Yeah. So there's no multiple takes of their script. It's them hearing something and saying, this is what we want for our project. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, like, again, it's there's so many experiences, so many things that people I guess whatever works for you, whatever success you found. Obviously, it's good (laughs) because you're if you're making money and you're making a living at it, then can't argue any of that, you know. Yeah. But, but if you're um, just starting out and you're and you're and you're questioning this, you know, keep going, find a community that's going to support you and stay positive and laugh because laughing is 
-hmm. just the joy of life. It's part of what we do, you know, and it releases all those chemicals in your body that makes you happy. Yeah. I, I will say for new folks, too, that join some of these voiceover communities, you may have heard this, but if not, I'm repeating it. Once you join these communities, if you have a question, try to search the community to make sure it has not already been answered. Oh, because sometimes, yes, people in the will say, can you please do some research? Because we've already talked about this 50 times, you know, so and that's an easy thing to do. You can search, you know, you just go into that group and you just search. Word yeah, search, right? Search. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because sometimes people will just, you know, these random, should I get a coach? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like things yeah. that, and then you can look up and find out what people have already discussed yeah. about it and get the opinions well, there. I want to make sure that people know that if I can do this, <laughs> anybody can do so this. So now why do you say that, though? Well, I had surgery on my larynx. I had nodules on my larynx. I couldn't talk. I couldn't read books to my kids. Like, it was a nightmare because I taught for so long and trained people for so long. And there was, you know, a point where I was assistant manager at Lifetime Fitness, you know, and I was covering classes, teaching like nine classes a day. And I'm not doing the things. I'm just coaching, you know. Speaking. Knowing mm-hmm. nothing about warm up, cool down, voice mm-hmm. care, those things are real. What you eat, what affects my voice, coffee, dairy, when I'm smoother, when I'm raspier, when I'm lower, when my voice is higher. Like I know that I can do those amazing, really low spots in the morning, like the cancer care spots, the luxury mm-hmm. spots. You know, in the afternoon, I can do the 18 to 30-year-old, you know, <laughs> drinking some Celsius, girl, you know, whatever. So do you think that all of that overuse of your voice, that's what caused the nodules? Oh, absolutely. And so I had yeah. to have surgery. Oh, and, my God. And I couldn't talk. How long ago was that? Mm, maybe 10 years ago or so. Maybe so then how long did that. it take for you to recover where you were like, okay, I want to try to pursue VO? So then I just, um, I didn't learn about voice care until I got into this and started realizing about my care, my voice care. Mm-hmm. And so like, how important it is. I wouldn't be able to talk right now. Like, it's awesome. This is a miracle in my eyes. I get to yeah. do this, you know, and use my voice. And I, my heart is to encourage and help sure. people. And if I don't have a voice, I can't do that. So fighting through those obstacles and then finding jobs has just been so wonderful. You know, if That's you have wonderful. a beautiful voice, you're already there. Confidence-wise, yes. Yes, confidence-wise. you can't wise. perform, if you can't perform, it doesn't yeah. matter how pretty your voice is. Mm-hmm. You got to put the other elements in place, which you yeah. have, because you've worked hard at it. And then I go, you know, if I didn't have this weird voice, I wouldn't be able to do some of the, I mean, I do some of the most off-the-wall jobs. That's and awesome. I think that's cool, you know. Totally. To play, you know, a 23-year-old that is ethnic 
and that can reach other people. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a blessing. I, I feel that your uniqueness is your ultimate gift. But everyone is unique in some way. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and like, also maybe if you can voice, do accents, you know, you never know. But even if your voice is, is so unique that you're worried and you're like, oh, my God, I don't sound like the typical whatever. No, that doesn't have, you know, don't view it like that. View it like this could potentially set me apart from yeah, look others. At, look at Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that voice and where it's, you know, took, you know, took her as well. Meg Tilly. Both mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. You embrace it. You do. Well, you have been a, a, a very inspirational story, uh, life well, that you. you've lived as well. I, I hope that everybody gains something from it because if it's not that if you can do it, anyone can do it. It's you have put in the work. You have put in the mental work mm-hmm. of what it takes to get through the obstacles. And your day to day, you're a very busy person, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you can't just sit there and focus on VO 24-7. Right. But you've still managed to balance your life, which so many people have to do, especially if they're still holding a regular job. Right. You know, you find those pockets of space or if you're recording and maybe you live in an area that's not so quiet, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to plan around that, too. Yeah, that's true. It's you know? getting, and, you know, I was emailing a client last night at 1030 at night and that's another I I find a benefit to it because I can work it in my schedule, mm-hmm. you know, you know, getting the errands. But I tell myself I am a full time VO. This is my full time job. I make sure I get in 40 minimum 40 hours a week. Good for and you. Be bad at every day. Yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that you set those goals. I think that business coach got you on the right track. Well, thanks. I did yeah. get something made for you. Before what? we signed off, and I wanted to send it to you, but it it wasn't going to get there in time because <laughs> I had to get it monogrammed, and it cost what? me a whole lot of money. But you what? know, I always tell you that you are my guru, right? And you see, oh my god, I love it! I love it. Effect. So I always tell Linda, she's my guru. Linda Guru, Linda Bruno Guru. So I got the Linda Bruno Guru. Oh my god! So what do you do? You got to describe the hat for people that are not seeing this on the YouTube channel. Okay, so you know it's a Guru hat. You know, kind of like a Sikh in a way. It's gold. It's got big purple uh, feathers on the front. Some beads that are kind of falling down in front of my forehead. You know, genie in a bottle. I was gonna say I'm gonna look like a genie. I love it. Yeah, but this is your special <laughs> hat. So, for real, I need to get your address. Yes, because I, I'm I going send. to send you not just this, but just. A thing. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank yeah. you. I love it. I, love I can't it. wait to see this on you. I mean it. I'm sitting. Like, you need to wear you. it during every podcast and every workout. You do. You do. <laughs> well, so, thank you, Carrie. Linda doesn't want me to tell you this because this is the kind of girl she is, but she is the best coach that I have run across quality personality just a i mean she nailed my brand and if i could just thank you on the top of the mountaintops Aww. to everyone like thank you yeah thank you. you're solid gold girl well, i so appreciate thanks it. so much 
Yeah. Everything you were, I was just playing some of the elements of your demo for Alyssa, the other coach. Oh, and yeah. she was like, oh my God. I was like, the Porsche one is fantastic. The way Dave <laughs> produced it's fantastic. And she's like, oh, it's so good. So I'm very proud of the stuff that uh, uh, we've also produced for you. When too, I so. look at my website now, when I hear my demos, I am proud. I'm glad. You I'm glad. want to be proud because yes. when you look at your website and your brand and who you are and nailed your demo, that is the biggest motivator. Mm-hmm. And I think that people need to focus on that, getting that right. Which also brings up one final point that if you are getting a demo done and you're not happy with it, you have to speak up. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to, you know, you're paying for your demo to be done. Try not to feel intimidation and just say something and say, I'm uncomfortable with this, that, or the other, because you are paying for something, mm-hmm. you know, and just don't take it and leave and then be unhappy and like you're saying not be proud of it on your website and then maybe it'll hold you back from sending it out you know things like that exactly but carrie ferris your website is your website just carrieferris.com yes it is carrie ferris f-a-r-r-i-s dot com check out her website and you're going to hear her fabulous demos and um i'm so happy for you that you're starting to get some really cool jobs too yeah um, that's exciting excited yeah thank you so much thank you for for joining me me today it's been so fun that wraps up another episode of the voiceover gurus podcast and uh we will see you again very very soon take care everybody 